Day Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Falquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... It's been a great Sunday afternoon for you. We're doing what we do every Sunday evening in the nation. Chris Lowe, Austin Price, and a special guest tonight. Boy, what a pleasure to have here on location at the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek, Mr. Billy Ratliff, number 40 from the 1998 Championship Balls. Billy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Chris, man. I'm just glad to be out the house, man. <laughs> Amen to that. I mean, the last two days with my kids, my wife's like, are you doing the show tonight? I'm like, yes, we got to get out of there. Yeah, I tell you what, we certainly wish everybody out there uh, safe. Be safe, be smart, take precautions. Um, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash hands. Find, if you can find some sanitizer, that's uh, that's a commodity, right? Oh, now. man, I tell you, it, you know, it's it's amazing, uh, you know, how you just go to the, the grocery store just to pick up just common goods and just like certain, th- I mean, certain things they've got a million of, and then other ones, it's just empty. I mean, it's 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 nuts. So be safe out there, and we uh, as, as every Sunday, we certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evenings listening to us. As I said, we're at the Texas Roadhouse here in Turkey Creek, and uh, Billy, I, you know, I want to start with you as an athlete, as somebody who played at the high, at the highest level. Can you imagine walking in to a meeting room to practice, having your coach say, "Guys." Whether it's spring practice, whether it's you know, the Tennessee baseball team, we hope to catch up with Tony Vitello later today and saying, guys, I'm sorry. And I think we all understand the seriousness of it, but, you know, you've been, we've been working all year for this. It's over, just like that. You know, it would be tough, man, because I know me, myself, and the guys I play with, you know, when you practice and get ready for a spring ball game and trying to get a first-place position on a team, you know, and, and thinking that we're not going to be able to practice until next year, that would be tough, you know. I mean, I have guys like, for instance, Peyton Manning. These guys are creating events to do seven-on-seven seven and stuff, and, and then the coach tell you we can't do it. He's still going to go out there and try to do it. I can just see him doing that. But it would be hard to even 
think about that now. Yeah, I mean the the, the team right now on on a nine day, they're nine days off, so basically the two weekends and then the five days in between before they have to reconvene uh, just as a whole. But they, you know, campus is, is closed. I mean, the, the, there's no classes. Everything's online through the end of the month. Uh, athletically, you can't do anything through April fifteenth. That seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, or a lifetime from now. Uh, you know, I mean. Just think about it. We had NBA games with full stands three days ago. Does that not seem like forever ago? And, and all forever. Of... I mean, I, I, when I woke up this morning, I, I thought about, like, what am I going to watch today? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing on. I mean, I'm seeing repeats of everything. Oh, just yeah. showed me on TV, though, the old school, like 80 games. I mean, it's... I, I got a prediction, Billy. I think somewhere in the next three or four days, we're going to see the 1999 Fiesta Bowl. What do you think? I'll bet you on that. I huh? think we'll see it. I think we'll I see think it so. somewhere. Peerless Price streaking down oh, the right sideline. Always beautiful to see that game every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in talking about all the – and there's so much unknown right now. I said we're going to try to catch up with Coach Vitello later, and, he, and there's a lot he doesn't know. You know, is there a chance that maybe if things start to loosen up that in May the SEC baseball teams, for instance, get back together and play a tournament in, in Hoover the Met? I mean, I don't know. Well, that, and that's the thing I've been discussing, whether it be radio hits or we've done it on VolQuest. It's like, you know, three weeks from now, this could be way, way worse. But three weeks from now, you could be kind of coming out on the other side of right. it, you know, feeling like, okay, we don't know. here it is, April, whatever, and, you know, it's it, the, it, we've turned the corner. And, and so you don't know. And that, to me, I think that's why, you know, the NBA was smart when they suspended the play. You know, the Masters, you know, has postponed and unlike the NCAA, who come out and, you know, oh, you know, college baseball World Series, which doesn't play, take place till June, is gone. I mean, it just makes no sense why you would just, yeah. you know, come out with the axe and chop the head off right now. Reassess. As yeah. Basically, they'd be, we're going to reassess sometime in April, see where we are. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I still don't understand the process of even quitting, though. Like, I mean, because I still think that they can practice and do all the things without the extra people there because – no, let's test all the kids and see if they're if they don't have the virus. Let's just keep practicing. Well, I tell you one one thing to play devil's advocate on that. If if you're at Tennessee or Auburn or Alabama or Ohio State, and there's nobody on campus in class, let's say it's too precarious to sit in an English class or chemistry class, are they going to let the football players come back and sit in meeting rooms? You know, and and I get I get where yeah, you're for all from. the talk about it, it, it. You know, it's not about sports. It's about Getting an education, right? If they it, can't go to English class. Like, Billy, just, Billy's got to be smiling on his face. But Billy, you know that they at least give that song and dance. Uh, so, uh, Billy, Billy, Billy was a maestro in English class, <laughs> most definitely. Billy but, was a maestro in taking advantage of the stumble and fumble. Oh, oh no! I wish I did, man. <laughs> well, let's see. What are we like? Uh, we're seven minutes into the show at AP with the first mention of that play. I thought it would be. I thought it would it would be more like one or two minutes into the show, but. Well, man, that's I, what everybody remembers. What and, and didn't take advantage so, of it. I'd say this So show, when Billy woke up today and he said, what am I going to watch today? And he's like, oh, no sports. And he's like, YouTube, Siri, play Stumble and Fumble. <laughs> and it's like, there comes well, there, but, 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 Sean McDonough. Well, let me add this. John Ward's there, there, was a, there was a reason. There was a reason for the Stumble and Fumble. 
Low man wins, right, Billy Rattler? That is a huge reason for that. Low man wins every time, yeah, right? Every time. We're going we're gonna to talk about and we got we got a bunch. Uh, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to go down memory lane a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk about that. Nobody play. loves to go down memory lane more than Chris Lowe. It's because I'm old. <laughs> not everybody's a millennial like you. I'm not a millennial. Yes, you are. Look, no, in my eyes, you are. Look at the definition of millennial. I was born before that, 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 that year. <laughs> Billy, is he a millennial? Look at him. What do you think? You with me on this one? I'm going to be with you, Chris. All right. But I no, think he's a millennial. <laughs> Billy? <laughs> but, but, but when you when you when you look though going back to the, the the issue of canceling class on campus, and I get that because you don't want to have you, you want to stay away from groups of people. And the NCAA always talks about two things: student well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going to say it's a little bit too precarious for groups of people to be in chemistry class, then is it fair to bring in a hundred kids in football and let them practice football? And and here's the other thing. The other thing they talk about over and over again is competitive advantage or competitive disadvantage. Clemson's already had nine spring practices. That's a huge advantage for Clemson. Now, nobody can help that. That's just the way the calendar fell. They started earlier than everybody yes. else. But let's say Tennessee and Alabama was getting ready to start on Friday. So Tennessee got in, what, two practices? AP, is that right? Two. Yeah, that's right, two. The, the two. the two T-shirt and shorts. Things. All right, yeah. so so you know, a little acclimation. Alabama was going to actually practice on Friday, and then they announced on Friday that they were not going to practice. So you got a school like Alabama who hasn't practiced at all. Clemson's practiced nine. That's a, if it stays this way, that's a huge advantage for Clemson as you go into preseason ball. And I know that's not what it is at the forefront what everybody's thinking now, but if you just look at it through the lens of football, I tell you what, this is also a big. They, advantage. they know which kids and the new kids can play, which can, well, kids can't. That's what I was going to say. This is a big advantage for any veterans on your team that are trying to hold off the young bucks that came in at midterm because yes. they didn't get it. They didn't yes. get any practice, yes. you know. And I mean, like, let's face it, Tennessee went through two days, but you don't learn much in t-shirts and shorts. Exactly. You learn a little. You're right. You know, that's you know skill huge. guys can that's learn huge. a little. That's huge. But for your position, yes. Billy, you learn yes. nothing in t-shirts and shorts. Yes, and, and that's huge. Just like you just said, I mean, when you have um, younger guys that's coming in, these five-star guys that are can't start, but when you have veterans that's already there, even the, 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 the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen that didn't even play last year, they have an advantage now. Oh, yeah. Just because they understand yes. how to practice. Yes. You know, and, uh, huge. Look, at, look at a guy like Harrison Bailey. He comes in, the oh, five-star Ballyhood recruit. You know, he, can, he he's not going to catch anybody if he can't practice. No. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating their 30th anniversary serving Tennesseans. Be ahead of other buyers by getting pre-qualified before you start looking. Pre-qualification gives you bargaining power and can help you close quicker get pre-qualified and get moving are you tired of renting make your dreams of home ownership happen the loan options and mortgage investors group can walk you through all your options and offer advice to get you started mortgage investors group is committed to helping tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership their mortgage experts will find and they'll structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals mortgage investors group wants to be your home loan lender are you buying a new home Maybe you need to lower your home loan payment, pull out some cash out of the equity in your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender, license 109111. That's 109111. So, Billy, I don't know if you had a really chance to get Of course, they only practiced twice. Tell me, though, what watching the way this team, and I'm talking about the football team, closed last year, what you saw in the way they develop, not only in the offensive line, but the defensive line, where it counts. It's where you win. I got, defensive tackles always say you win up front, right? 
But what did, what stuck out to you? What did you like most about what you saw from this Tennessee football team after, let's be honest, what, what was a really bad start to the season, but the way they finished the season? Well, they did something that's what, what is my motto is they didn't quit. You know, that's something that I love to see what kids doing. I mean, everything, they have their backs against the wall. I mean, everybody was against these guys. They didn't think that they would be able to win, you know, eight games or whatever, especially losing to Georgia State. Come mm-hmm. on. Who thought they would have beat anybody at the end of the year? I mean, Vanderbilt, anybody. But these kids, they stuck together. And they did what something like what we did when we played. When Al came in and we lost Leonard, Peyton Manning, and he told us we're not playing for nobody but ourselves. And that's what those kids finally did, realize who they plan for each other. And, you know, they, we gave Garantano, you know, <laughs> the worst of the worst that ever played here at Tennessee, if people said. But when I go back and watch film and see all the mistakes everybody else made, it makes it easy to make him look like the, the scapegoat. Well, again, quarterback position, you get way yes. too much of the credit yes. when things go good. You get way too much of the blame when things go bad. Um, you know, but but you're right. I, I think you know when they lost a few of those kids, you know, after the, fir- the after the four games because the new rule and people can you know go and mm-hmm. in, in red shirt and move on. I think they I'm not say bad seeds. I just think they lost some of the kids that weren't invested. And then all of a sudden you get in that room and you look around and go, okay, anybody else? No. Okay. Then there's a certain buy-in, which is what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. The young kids buy in. The old, the old heads, and there was just a few. I mean, you talk about the Daniel Batulis and the Daryl Taylors and Jawan Jennings, Marquis Calloway, Nigel Warrior, but those guys led, and then the Henrys and, and, and you know, Wanya Morris's, you know, followed, and that, to me, is where this thing kind of got, you most, know, snowballing in a good direction. Most definitely. This is a part of what I always talk about with team play. When you have seniority like we just had that these guys have been evaluating and like Jawan Jennings, you know, Callaway, these guys, now these guys got some people to look up to. They know how to play the game of football now. We haven't had that in a long time. And now, we, you know, we have actually scholarship, 85 scholarship players now. We have four different units that he can practice with, which we can't practice right now. But we finally had a chance to get some guys that, we know we got some reps that we can play. It's, this is going to be special to see this year, guys. Well, and, and, and you, you, we're, we're up against our first break, but the, the, the being able to put players out on the practice field, building and compete. I, I, I was blessed enough. AP was in kindergarten when you guys were practicing. Okay, But I was blessed enough back in the day to watch you guys go at it. And, and, and your all's practice sessions – Offense. The, the, Philip Fulmer's toughest job was keeping Cutcliffe and Chief from killing each other. Yes. Okay, you guys went at it, man. That's where you guys got better, and that's what separates the great teams and teams that win championships. You look at Clemson now and Alabama now and Ohio State now, that's what they do is they put those guys in the practice field and they go at it. And I think that's what you're seeing that Tennessee's getting closer and closer to having that kind of competition yes, on the practice. Most definitely. And I still think there's still one recruiting class away from what I call going to be, will be really competing in the SEC again. All right. Chris wants to go down memory lane and talk about practice. When we come back, I'm going to read you a quote from one of your old teammates about you, Billy Ratliff. <laughs> we'll come back on the other side on The Nation. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants 
Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. This season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Dos Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dos has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dos good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dos responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And welcome back into The Nation, live from the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek. Come out and see us. We've got a full cast of characters out here tonight. Besides Chris Lowe, we're joined by former Vol Billy Ratliff and his beautiful family. Billy, that doesn't speak about you, though. Um, Tease this before the break. I wrote a story a couple years ago. I, I used to do kind of like where are they now type stories on former balls. I did one on Cozy Coleman. I said, Cozy, who's the best guy you went against in practice? Quote, Billy Ratliff was one of the best players I ever went against, period. Not just at Tennessee, but also in the NFL. The thing I respected about him was he was a technician. Having went against both Billy Ratliff and Warren Sapp, Billy had a lot of Warren Sapp's abilities. I put Billy in that same conversation with Sapp, Bryant Young, and Leroy Glover. He was that caliber of player, and it was unfortunate that injuries kept him from the next level. Wow. Knowing that, knowing that one of your former teammates, who, again, was an all-pro in the NFL, had that to say about you, what's that, say, what's that mean to you? Well, mutual agreement here. I mean, Cozy was the exact same thing. He was a technician. Now, I tell everybody I've only played against two offensive linemen that I thought that can block me. That was Cozy Coleman and Brandon Burzor. Only two. And because they, they were just, uh, they were so fast, so strong, and, you know, I thought that 
being 300 pounds and you're going against me, you're slow. So for him to say that, wow, that's amazing, man. <laughs> what, 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 what weight did you play at? It depends. I was anywhere from 275 to 290, depending on who we was playing. You know, if we playing the Gators, I got to be 275, you know, because they're going to throw a lot. Playing Arkansas, I got to be about 290 because they're going to run the ball. How, how would you mean, like, because, I mean, that's a big jump, and, and, Easy, and, and it could be in a number of weeks. Easy, would <laughs> Easy, man. I mean, dropping weight and gaining weight was easy, man. We had guys that can, you know, with Coach Stuckey, our nutrition people, they, they, they kept it where we knew how to eat to gain weight or lose weight. I mean, there's times I've lost 10 pounds in one practice. Well, <laughs> I, I, I might add that uh, you look like you're down to linebacker weight now. Yeah, I'm down to about 265 right now. I mean, I'm trying to get to about 250. So what you're saying is you could cover sideline to sideline right now the way Al Wilson used to. Is that what you're telling me? Um, No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say if I was to do that right now, I think I would have to. Um, you guys would be calling 911 to come get me. All right, you, you mentioned Al Austin and you mentioned Brandon Burlesworth. And, 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 Billy, we've had this discussion, the two of us, many times about that play and, and – the thing about that is he was kicking your butt pretty much the whole oh, night. Man. This guy whooped my tail this whole game, man. I mean, you go look at the film, the tape, or whatever. The stats I had was that series. That's the only stats I had that whole game. I'm talking about he pancaked me. He manhandled me, man. I mean, I had about 20 stingers that game. Every time I hit him, it was like a brick wall. And he then the one play. One play, I mean. On that series, when when um, Tatum came to the sideline and we go out, I made all the plays on that series. I made a tackle for loss, and then the next play, that's when it happened. Before anything that happened is didn't exist. No stats. It was bad. Zero. But that's why, and going back to not what you talked earlier about not quitting, that's football, which yes. is really a metaphor yes. for life. Yes. You know, and that's something I, I, I talk about all the time, Chris. Um, you know, even with my son, I mean, every time, never quit. Don't give up. I don't care who it is. You know, that's the way I was taught when I was growing up. Like, I mean, I could be playing against my uncles. They're 25 years old. I'm only 9, 10 years old. I'm trying to kick their tails just the way they are. I didn't, I didn't step down from anybody. If they beat me, you're going to have to beat me to the end of the game because you're going to remember who I was. So when you go down, you know, down to campus when you have these reunions and, and you get around all your old teammates and they start telling old war stories, because that inevitably always happens. Is it easy to, you know, when when you when you hear T or, or Peerless or those guys talk about, you know, this play or that play from the championship game to go, we don't get there without me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I leave it to them to bring it up. I'm typically the one that's shy about it, don't say stuff about it. They, and they always You're bring the it only up, shy one on that team that's, then because everybody cool. else is pretty boisterous. Well, I had to be, man. Somebody had to be um, there to get everybody Al, out of trouble, man. Dion, Fred, Fred, Fred White. Sean yes. Bryson didn't say a whole lot, though, did he? Bryson was the silent assassin, too, man. Yeah, he he the offensive quiet. silent assassin. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was. Bryson, like, let me tell you a quick story about Bryson, man. Like, uh, just recently, you know, he was with um, UTC coaching, yeah. you know, and I just moved to Chattanooga myself. And Bryson lived next door to me in the apartment complex that I moved into. And for the two years that we was there, I saw Bryson three times. <clears throat> the day that he moved in. <laughs> the day that he moved out. And the day that he asked me to go do something at his place. And he came home, and I saw him then. And the day that he left, 
and this was about 3 a.m. He was pulling stuff into a U-Haul by himself. Couches, everything, beds by himself. There's so many good stories on that team, and I, and I was so blessed to have, have covered that team and been there every day and got to know you guys. And back then, we could act, it was a different, you know, we, oh, we, would, way we, different. we would interview you when you came. Remember, you guys would come out of the building, we interview mm-hmm. who we want to. But Bud Ford's down mm-hmm. out there patting oh, his foot. Man. Now, we're not going to do any, fl- any flag downs today, boys. <laughs> but we, you know, and, and you really sort of got to know guys better. And, but Bryson and Al Wilson told me this when I, a couple years ago. He's told me a couple times. Bryson is one of those stories because in a lot of ways he epitomized what that team was about. Sean played, how many years did he play in the NFL as a running back? Yes, a long time. A long time. Yeah. He went to fullback on that team mm-hmm. and sacrificed because he had a couple guys named Jamal Lewis and Travis Henry and Travis Stevens. I mean, he knew, and yet because he knew that the best thing for him, the best thing for the football team, because you needed him on the field because mm-hmm. he was a great pass catcher. He could protect. He has the long run against Florida. He pops mm-hmm. it right up the middle. To me, it, and I remember Al talking about this, that was sort of epitomized that football team, the greater good for the team. And there were so many guys on that team to sacrifice. And, and you know, and um, Coach Foreman did a great job with that, man. I mean, he did it to me where, you know, he moved me to a position I never even thought I'd be playing. And he, he gets you in, in a situation where you have no choice but to say yes. You know, I'm coming from uh, playing middle linebacker. And, of course, I was too big to play middle linebacker at that time. I'm but, like, but at that point, no, one, no kid uh, from then to now ever wants to admit that really they're a tight end when they play in receiver oh, or vice versa. No, 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 not at all. I would have never. I mean, I told them. I told everybody if they were moving this position, I'm, I quit. I'm transferring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting my hand on the ground. And sure enough, you know, Coach Foreman pulled me in his office and told me, um, hey, guys, Billy, you know, I think that, you know, you are one of our best players on this team. You know, we got to get our best 11 guys on defense, and I think that you are one of those guys. And, of course, I moved down to defensive end, and guess who he got me behind? I'm behind Leonard Little. (laughs) Number one. So I guess I'm the best 12. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, it's – he, he was good at that, and that staff yes, was good yes. at that. I mean, we we we, we talked about Cozy earlier. Cozy was a was a was an all star defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So was Fred Weary. Yes, coming out of high school, mm-hmm. Philip was a master at taking those defensive linemen who were five, four and five star all star defensive linemen, bringing them in, and turning them into offensive linemen. And both those guys were great offensive or running linemen. backs and moving them to linebacker. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, he even tried me out at tight end. I was like, you know, when, I, when I realized what they was doing, I missed every ball that they threw to me. I wasn't trying to play offense. <laughs> but, but the one constant on that team defensively, Billy, is you never wanted to be second to the guy carrying the football because 27 was all over you, wasn't he? Yes, you're right about that. I mean, he, he did a good job of keeping us motivated with that. I mean, second was, was last to us. We always wanted to be first. And, and everybody asked me, um, how, how come you never really started? I said, well, we never had a starting defensive line. You know, every week we might have a totally different defensive line. As each and every last one of us started at one point in every game and every season. And as I go across that front, I mean, you guys are all from different states. You're from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Sean Ellis is from South Carolina. Darwin Walker was a South Carolina mm-hmm. kid. Um, who else am I missing now up front? It was uh, uh, yeah, um, Corey Terry, North Carolina. Corey Terry was a, North, was a Carolina's kid. Now, John, Jonathan Brown had already graduated. He wasn't there in 98. 
but you guys had guys from all over. Mm-hmm. Will Overstreet was a freshman. He was he was a Mississippi yes. kid. Yes. And you guys were so good at going in the program, at going into different s- surrounding states and bringing in talent from all over the place. And that's the big thing Coach Pruitt's trying to do right now. I mean, get back. He's trying to get back into North Carolina. Of course, Jay's mm-hmm. in charge of that. Who's a, you know a North Carolina guy, but they've got a. You know, they, they had some more success in Mississippi this past year. They want to recruit Alabama awful hard, but, I, you know, I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just going to be a, a too tough a road, I think. But, I mean, they're going to continue to swing there. But South Carolina's a different state now because Clemson and South Carolina, it's, you just don't pull kids out there unless there's some kind of crazy circumstances. Well, and, and that's the thing is I hope they get back to what I call player recruiting too. And that's what went downhill for us here at Tennessee. Is Some up here recruiting? Well, basically, like, for instance, with me, if I got a recruit with me and me and this kid is not getting along, mm-hmm. we're not going to get along in the field when they come here as well. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't care if you was a five-star player or whatever. You know, if, if we can't get along, I mean, this is not going to work together. So that's what I mean by player recruiting. Right. I mean, the coaches know the kids can play the, or whatever. But Don't force the, 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 the square peg into the round hole. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's go ahead and take our second break. That's Billy Ratliff, former star defensive tackle for the on the 1998 National Championship Vols. He's Austin Price, scratch golfer. Did you get some golf in today? No, okay. but it's coming. Right. I'm Chris Lowe. We're all, you're listening to The Nation. We'll take our second break and be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in just one Hey, fans, for the best selection of big orange merchandise, touchdown to the Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things big orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. I've had the privilege of performing over 22,000 LASIK procedures in my career. That's more than a capacity crowd at Thompson Bowling Arena. Do you want to improve your vision? Are you tired of wearing contact lenses and glasses? Visit tnlasik.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. 
Cheering on the basketball balls, you can generate a mighty powerful thirst. Be the all-star of your next hoops watch party by passing out some bottle cold Coors Light to your Big Orange teammates. It's the winning edge to any good time in Tennessee. Two great things that were made great for each other. Rocky Top and Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. Great beer, great responsibility. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Who remind you when you crack open a cold Coors Light, remember to celebrate responsibly. And as always, 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into The Nation. Chris Lowe, Austin Price, VFL, Billy Ratliff in the house tonight. The Texas Roadhouse here in Turkey Creek. Let's go to the phone lines and welcome to the show Tennessee head baseball coach Tony Vitello. Tony, we talked earlier today, my friend, and I don't think there's a handbook for any of us to sort of navigate what we've gone through the last few days. Tell us what that meeting was like with your baseball team when you told them that essentially you guys were shutting it down for a while. Well, we, we kind of had two meetings, actually, and the first one was the suspension till the 30th uh, was the original plan for, I think, everybody across the country. And that was kind of more of a delirious feeling for our guys. I mean, Moving classes to online makes them think they're on spring break constantly. We had to remind them that you're still needing to do the schoolwork, and we'll navigate through that. So in a weird way, they were almost kind of giddy. And then for our team in particular that we had this year with some of the arm injuries, um, you know, two kids really talented that were sore, and then a senior, Will Heflin, who had a leg injury he was coming back from, it, it kind of made sense you know, that we needed a couple weeks to kind of get our feet underneath us. Liam Spence, our starting shortstop, had been playing through an injury, and Zach Daniels had been DHing instead of playing the outfield because of some arm soreness. So we had all kinds of stuff that, you know, a couple, two, three weeks would have really benefited our team. So they kind of were excited. And then the next day uh, when things basically were suspended indefinitely or really the season was kind of canceled, um, it's still tough for me to even speak on all that because some of it's up in the air and, and some of it I don't understand. They kind of look like, you know, lost cows out in a pasture the next day and, uh, you know, really kind of hard to grasp all this. I think for any adult, much less a young adult, that's the age of most of our players. Coach, it's Austin, and I'm going to go ahead and preface this. This is, this is not me trying to lead you into putting the NCAA on blast, but when, where were you when you when when all that came down that they you know went ahead and just canceled the the, the college baseball World Series, which isn't until June. I mean, it just it, it, I'll, I'll 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 go put them on blast. It's just asinine and just <laughs> dumb. But I mean, where were you and just kind of what was going through your mind? What did you was it one of those moments where you're like, is that is, am I reading that right? Well, for my personal experience. Uh, it's hard for me to sleep on getaway day and how it played out for me personally was Thursday, three eleven. uh, you know, almost kind of scary that the 11 was in there. Three eleven was kind of a date where they started making some pretty big claims about this virus. And yeah. then on Friday or, or I'm sorry, on Thursday, we were supposed to wake up and go to South Carolina. And again, I don't sleep very well. So I got up, real early kept throwing on the radio on different channels as i was packing my bag and it wasn't but about 6 30 a.m where i said there's no way we're going on this trip and i even had to meet with a couple kids about you know the first travel roster to sec play left off some pretty good players 
and I'm meeting with kids and, and they're heartbroken. They're not going over to South Carolina. And I kept saying under my breath and then even to a couple of the kids face to face, I don't think we're going to go. Um, so it, it's kind of been interesting how the whole thing's unfolded for the whole country. And then in the athletics world, um, it, it wasn't like a playoff loss where all of a sudden your season is over. It's been kind of this crazy step-by-step deal um, that, that's really made it more surreal than I can put into words. I mean, I, 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 I should have feelings, but I, I really don't have any feelings about this at all. I just I hope my parents and, and the rest of my family and, and everyone else I know stay safe, and even people I don't know too, obviously. And, um, you know, the rest is out of my hands. So, so what was the message to the team during this this downtime where you you know you can't get together, you can't practice, you can't you know really you know work on stuff as a group? What what, what was the message, and, and how can how can your team still stay engaged with the with the hope that they actually do at least reconvene at some point this year for a little baseball, maybe even an SEC tournament down in uh, Hoover? Yeah, and, and and really they can't do anything right now, and and um, you know. Part of that is stuff I don't want to fumble over my own feet saying stuff I shouldn't. But, uh, you, you know, I, I think the bottom line is when we met, we, we talked to our guys about, okay, in the middle of the season, you don't want to say we're really good and beat your chest because that's just bad karma. But as it stands right now, we had a really, really good team for 17 games. And uh, that group of, of young men still exists, and we're technically still a team. So our hope is in some form or fashion, hey, even if it's one charity game or one final scrimmage or or anything, you know, again, it's hard for me to pinpoint details or speak entirely honestly about the whole thing, but it would be neat for that group to be together again on the field. Uh, But for that season that took place for 17 games, it, it was a really fun group and a very talented group. Tony, it's Chris again. I know coaches by nature and are, are optimists, and, uh, and 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 we'll play we'll play fantasy here. I'll do it. How how much interest would there be? Can you imagine the interest if? And again, all this is prefaced by you know a month from now everything starts to loosen up. Uh, the medical people tell us that that we're, we're in much better shape. But let's say in May, mid May that all 14 teams in the SEC convene there at, at the Hoover Met and just play an SEC tournament. And, and, and again, one through 14, one plays 14, two, through, two plays 13. Just how much interest there would be across the board in that, especially in the realm of SEC baseball? Sure. Well, you, you've got an explosive combination that it, it doesn't take an expert to point out, but if you just kind of sit back and, and say the facts, you've got the best amateur baseball in the world. And that's no disrespect to, you know, I spoke with Randy Mazie earlier, Carrick Jackson, I mean, guys of, of, you know, power five schools and even mid-major schools. And, of course, Wright State came into our own stadium and beat our butt. But across the board, SEC baseball is the best amateur baseball in the world. So you put those teams in one area and then you combine it with the fact that SEC fans – are the most rabid fans in the, in the world. Probably I can make that statement too, but it, at least in college sports are the most, uh, you know, fanatical fans that are out there. That That's really the only combination you need uh, to explain uh, kind of what you're getting at is it, it'd be a pretty high level of interest and it would be a pretty remarkable scene. 
Well, and, and I know, again, none of us know what's you – know, there's a lot, of, lot more uh, questions right now, Tony, than answers across the board, fans, administrators, coaches. and It changes every day, and I'm sure it will change in the next week and the next two weeks. But I can say this, and, again, we had this discussion earlier off the air, had a chance to come to several games this year, and what a fun team to watch play. The balance of your team, pitching and batting, uh, the way every game, it, it, it was someone different. And I know that's the hardest thing for you and the kids on that team and the fans. I can't tell you the number of people who were so fired up about seeing your team play in SEC competition. And I got to think you feel like regardless of whether you play one more game or, or 12 more games this year or no more games, that this is another huge step in the right direction for your baseball program. Yeah, I think so. And in an odd manner, well, first of all, in baseball, you always want to find positives, you know, even when negatives are in front of you. And we lost a couple non-conference games and probably would have lost one of them anyway. But I think as a direct result of looking ahead to SEC play, which is a, a common phrase for media or color analysts or even just coaches of, you know, don't get trapped or don't look ahead. But in a weird way, it was kind of a positive or a sign of progress for our program that our guys were anxious and hungry for that Round Rock tournament, which was kind of billed as the best of the best or the best outside of Omaha is the label they put on that phrase. The bottom line, it was really good competition. And then SEC play, um, the guys were dying to be, you know, in the midst of conference play. Whereas a couple of years ago, I feel like our guys were a lot more comfortable when the fire wasn't burning too bright or, or too hot, if that makes sense. And so, you know, there was a lot of ways our guys made progress on the field and probably the most astounding way they did that or, or the offensive numbers on base percentage. You know, everyone talked about the home runs and those will come and go, but on base percentage is a true reflection of a team, you know, doing whatever they can to win. And we're in the top five in the country. And then walks per nine innings is a pitching statistic we talk about with our pitchers. Everybody's pitchers are going to have good stuff in the SEC, but if you throw strikes, you'll win. And we're in the top five in that category as well. And really, I think we might have been in the top three of those two categories. So um, lots lots of signs of, of progress for the program on the whole. And, of course, you want to play out a full season, but, you know, to have some progress is, is a good feeling amongst the staff. Well, Tony, man, we really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. And I think I speak for a lot of people in these parts and anybody connected with the University of Tennessee. We, we would love to see this group of players get back and play some more baseball this year. So let's hope that happens. And uh, meanwhile, you stay safe, and uh, we hope everybody out there stays safe. But thanks for spending some time with us tonight on The Nation. No doubt. Thank you guys for the time, and, and I, I agree with those sentiments. Everybody stay safe and smart, and we'll see you at the park one of these days. All right, Tony. Thank you, man. That's Tony Vitello, Tennessee head baseball coach, joining us tonight on The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek. We'll take our final break right now and be back with Billy Ratliff on the other side in just a couple minutes. Fans, this season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light and Dos Equis. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly in 21 means 21. 
down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. There's something out there for you and me And the American road is calling So what's it gonna be? Hey, it's an amazing day Traveling our own highway No matter where it leads us We can smile Cause it's leaning in the mind Marathon, fueling the American spirit this season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Dos Equis Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dos Equis has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dos Equis, good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. And welcome back to the Texas Roadhouse Turkey Creek. Our final segment tonight is we are joined here at Texas Roadhouse by VFL great Billy Ratliff. And, Billy, it's time for the marathon question of the week. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood marathon station, Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Did you have any idea... And, and, and I guess maybe the better question is, is when did you realize that the, the play against Arkansas was going to be one that lived in, in Vol lore like it did? You know, I didn't even think about this until about three years ago. Um, when I thought about it, when people kept coming up to me and telling me, you know, you know, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be in a situation of having a national championship. But I never thought of it like that, though, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had Aaron Hayden on. We had Aaron Hayden on a few weeks ago. And of course, you know, he's, you know, well known from his playing career. But specifically, the the, you know, the the screen pass against Notre Dame and the miracle at South Bend. And you know, he told the story of how you know he wasn't even supposed to be in on that play. Mm-hmm. You know, and here he, you know, all these years later, he's the one that you know is remembered. You know, obviously you were meant to be in, but at the same time, you know, was there, you know. A moment in that game that you know maybe you you know did did you ever let your head hang hang at all? I mean, because it would have been easy to. Oh, I no, not at all, man. When you have somebody like Al Wilson on your tail twenty four seven, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if if we win and are losing, he has only one way to chew you out, and it's all the time. And we're losing to Arkansas. Yes, so I was you, there. So, so can you just imagine, Al? Can't play, so he has to be the coach and teammate, and he's chewing you out, telling you there's no reason. You didn't want to come back to the sideline. Oh, no, you didn't. 
I mean, that's that was Al. I mean, you you want it, you'd rather be in the game than on the sideline. Chris, you were uh, away from the microphone. Uh, I asked him, and still asked him top three moments. I decided to ask him, you know, when did you realize that play was going to live and involve football lore like it did? He said three years ago. That's when he kind of realized how big of a deal it was. I mean, that's 2017, Billy. Mm-hmm. That's almost 20 years no. after. Well, it, 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 I mean, in 23 years from now, they'll yeah. still be talking about that. Oh, yeah. Like 43 I, years from now, they'll be I talking guess about I was that. just, I wasn't selfish, man. I didn't care about the fame and stuff like that. All I want to do is do my job and whoop somebody's tail. That's all I want to do. <laughs> you, know, you know who you sound like? You Who's sound it? like Dan Brooks. <laughs> You sound like your old defensive line coach. I tell you, Billy Ratliff. Now he comes to play every game. That's but, my but man. But Brooke, I did. It's hard to find a better in the time I've been covering college football, a better defensive line coach than Dan Brooks, and a guy that related and connected to his guys the way he did. And still to this day, man, he he still calls on your birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, every single time. And 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 hell, and I tell you this here. That's why Clemson became great. Yeah, I and agree. They, I mean, both he and Woody McCorby. I mean, you know. Oh, man, yes. You know, Dabo put good quality people around him. You know, yes. and, I, of course, you know, Coach Caldwell's back, part of the uh, administration at Tennessee. And, of course, you know, Coach Brooks is, is retired living up in Gallenberg. But, I mean, he's still around. He, he's around here more now than he is at Clemson. So, um, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's it, the people you surround yourself with have a huge impact on the success that you have or don't have. Look at that defensive staff and how long those guys were together. Mm-hmm. Chief, Dan Brooks, Coach Caldwell. I mean, th- those guys coached together for a long time yes. and the success they had. Those are great coaches, man. I mean, I would, I would say, I mean, if we wouldn't have those guys, I don't think we would have had the success that we had at Tennessee. You know, they knew how to get every ounce of talent out of every kid that they had over there. And they did a good job of that. You know, Billy, one of the one of the there's so many stories that come out of a season like that, and, and I think one of the more touching stories. And, and we we talked about Brandon Burlesworth early. We lost him far too soon in a car accident uh, that next year, or right 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 after he gotten drafted. Yes. Right, you went to his funeral. Yes. And I know to in talking to people in and around the Arkansas football family, how much that meant to them. What was that experience like for you? I know that just had to be, you know, one of those things that when you go, it had to be surreal. Well, I mean, I, I start thinking about it, you know, especially when you got kids yourself. And you just lost, you know, your son to a situation of a tragic accident like that. Getting ready to go do something he's always dreamed of doing. And, you know, when I spoke with his mom and, and, and just, it just made me think of my mom. Mm-hmm. And, Knowing that she just lost her son, someone that, that, that grew up the way he did and, and the, 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 the challenges he went through of becoming a walk-on. He has a walk-on. Yes, yeah, yeah, a walk-on. And that, that's, that's, that's uh, glad you brought that up because, you know, I have a lot of walk-on friends now that kick my tail in practice. But <laughs> we'll get back to that, yes. Um, but, yeah, but Brandon, he was a great kid, man. I mean, he had something when I reached out to the family, they told me that, you know, they wanted to start some foundation and stuff like that. And that's when they started doing the Brandon Brownish with the walk-ons. And that's what it's a great situation to this day that every school now is giving out the walk-on scholarship. And it's, 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 I miss it. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. Well, we got about a minute left, Billy. It's, it's been great having you and, and going down memory lane and telling so many awesome stories. We, 
by the we'd, way. Next we'd, love time. To, we'd love to do this again sometime. Oh, no doubt, and we need you to age next time. Outside of a couple of gray hairs in the goatee, <laughs> you look the same. I think you got about 40, 50 snaps left in you. Oh, man, huh? 40. Uh, uh, yes, from the waist up. The, the knees, are the, are the knees how, how are the knees? Knees don't bother me, man. Really? No, not at all, man. I mean, even, like I said, I, tell you, I just had um, a little minor procedure to clean up my left knee, but my right knee, um, Dr. Matians looked at it, and he's like, gosh, you got to have knee replacement soon. But he's like, how are you not feeling the stuff in your knees? It's like, I just don't hurt. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that, that 98 team, as good as it was on, on the field, as many big plays, the thing I love most about you guys is you guys are as close today 21 years later as you were, or 22, going on 22 yes, years later 22. as you were back in 98. You guys still get together, you talk, you're brothers, and that's just so awesome. To see. That's my family. Billy Ratliff, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming out me. here to the Texas Roadhouse. We're going to do this again sometime. Everybody be safe, be smart. We will see you next Sunday night right here at the Texas Roadhouse on The Nation. To the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full tank of freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation it's also brought to you by Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation signing off.